Welcome to Raiders of the Lost Podcast, the ultimate film and TV podcast. We are your hosts, James and Anthony. Welcome to the weekly chat number 39. Let's discuss our live show on Saturday as well as some other things. Hello, movie friends. Welcome back to the show. Hope you're having a great week so far. I'm having an okay week, but it's been started off a little sad because Tom Brady got eliminated from the playoffs on Monday night, and I was watching it with some of the fellas, and I was talking him up and talking, telling them like he's the goat and the best ever, and he's gonna still win. And he got absolutely whooped in his game, so he's gone. He's hey, eliminated. I mean, but it doesn't take away the fact that he still is the goat. He's 45, and he still is making the playoffs in the NFL. Like. That is absurd. So the guy is still a legend. He's still good enough to take his team to the playoffs every year. The fact that he's in the conversation for making the NFC Championship game, then potentially Super Bowl every year is still a lot. Can't win every Super Bowl. True, true. He's getting old, though. It was a rough game. It was not good. Um I didn't watch too much of it because yeah. I figured it'd be a little bit of a disappointment. But our week's going to end on a high note because both of our parents are coming into town tomorrow. They're going to hang out with us on Friday, and they're here to see our live show on Saturday in person. So it's going to be great to have them there in the audience and also hanging out with us all weekend. As well as the rest of you who are coming in person in the audience, which is going to be incredible. You can still get tickets to come to the Hayworth Theater, at the well, the Dynasty Typewriter at the Hayworth Theater. That's the name of the theater where we're performing on Saturday, as well as you can get tickets to stream the event live as it's happening around the world from your computer or phone, wherever you are. It's going to be so exciting. It's going to be at 12 p.m. Pacific time, which is 3 p.m. on the East Coast in the United States, 8 p.m. in the UK, 7 a.m. in Australia. Plus, if you want to stream it and you can't make it at that time or you got to work or you're just sleeping in or whatever... You can just stream it later that day. You'll have a seven-day rental with that digital ticket. And that digital ticket for the live stream is at moment.co slash Raiders of the Lost. It's only 12 bucks, And again, you get that seven-day rental. We'll be engaging with you on the, on, the, on the stage with the computer. We'll be seeing all your comments and your chats. And we're very excited. And I can't wait to experience this, in, this live event with everybody in person, in the stage, in the audience at the venue, as well as everyone who's going to be tuning in. I actually came up with a couple of good ideas that we can add to the show. I don't want to spoil it, but Ooh. remind me to tell you when we're done recording. I want to hear these I got ASAP. a couple of good ideas I think people will really like. To open it or just like kind of in segments? The fir- in the first five minutes, ten minutes or so. Right, I like yeah, that. I, I like think that. I think it'll be a nice intro. But we're so excited. We're going to make it a very engaging show for people in, in person, as well as when you're online watching us. And yeah, get those tickets ASAP. Before I'll put links to both of those tickets types in the description of this episode. True that, true that. Yeah, bro. True. Hi, Loki. No doubt. No cap. <laughs> I just went to Trader Joe's and I got our mom some food, some snacks for her. Did you get the truffle ketchup? Oh, I forgot it. Thank God. Oh, man, I forgot it. I came home the other day and all the windows were closed. And I'm like, <laughs> this is why you open the most. going to ask you. It's like, it smells like feet in here. In a, <laughs> no, it smelled like truffle. It smelled like feet. I uh I made that truffle sauce. It was great. It was terrific. But now I know because you opened all the windows and it was freezing. I was like, why did this mother effer open up all the windows? <laughs> like every window is open. Now I get it. Now it I get smelled it. like I can see why if you walk in and like you didn't actually eat the food because there's some scents, especially food scents, where 
if you smell them and you might and you're full or you just like don't like that food very much, it can be off putting if you smell it. Plus, I think like a lingering scent yeah. can be worse. It compounds in how nasty it becomes over time. Totally, totally. To like yeah. someone like you said who hadn't didn't eat the food. Mm-hmm. So I, I, yeah, I came in the house and it just I was like. Smells like truffle. But then there are some smells where they're just always welcome, like a good like Chinese food smell or no, no Chinese food smell. If if you like, you just had a bunch of Chinese food in your full. If you're and full, then you smell it later. Yeah. You're just like, oh my god, because yeah. I can't eat Chinese food without wanting to not move <laughs> without gorging. Yeah, it's so goddamn good. <laughs> well, we were we were gorgeous when we were kids. What do you mean when we were kids? It's still gorgeous. <laughs> I feel like you're more of a snacker. You take you eat smaller meals. You're like Juno. No, but I I can gorge I can gorge. I know I know, but you generally are a small meals person. I'll gorge a I'm couple times. I'm a I'll gorger. gorge a couple times a week. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'll binge. Don't worry, you still got it, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll, but yeah, the smaller snacks and smaller meals help maintain like your caloric intake at a specific level, but I've been known to still binge and gorge. Got to keep that uh, blood sugar level, man. Got to maintain it. It's more of just trying to still fit into the clothes that I wear. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> but we used to gorge when we were kids, and, like, we would eat as much as we could as fast as we could. And I I, was, I remember just, like, always, like, eating until, like, I was so full I could barely move. Well, the meal's not over until you hate yourself. <laughs> <laughs> remember, I remember we used to have eating contests with our brother sometimes, and one time we did a Caesar salad eating contest. <laughs> And we just had like huge bags of romaine, like that romaine mix, and we just throw like Caesar dressing in it. I feel bad for mom. Did she maybe like go out to get a bunch of lettuce for dinner and we just like, let's have a, a salad eating contest it, before it, the dinner's even served? It might have been because she liked to serve salads at most meals and she would just get like the simple mixes. So she would get a bunch of those in bulk. And I think there was one time where we just used them all up that she had bought for the week She's and probably like, she was probably kids. these kids i leave the house for 10 minutes and they they ate all the salad <laughs> like they ate all the lettuce what, <laughs> what <laughs> of the all hell, the things what the hell's the matter they with didn't them? even touch the cinnamon toast crunch <laughs> they ate all the lettuce and why, why are they still chubby it's funny because i thought that eating eating salad meant it was you're eating healthy no matter how many how much dressing you put on it everyone thought that <laughs> the 90s was the wild west when it came oh to health God. people were like yeah you're, you're eating salad it's fine salad. throw go ahead and throw all the ranch dressing you want on it it's Remember totally when fine McDonald's for you started coming out with salads oh my god everyone's yeah. like oh yeah now they're healthy but it's still it's like i mean they had, I remember, like, they had a honey mustard chicken salad i remember that was really good i remember there was in in waltham or hometown there's a, a mcdonald's and then panera bread opened up in the that like was, late 90s whoa. and it was like Panera bread. Yeah. Everyone would go there. It was always mobbed and packed because people thought like it's like healthy but delicious. But really, I love Panera. No shade. But a lot of those things that you get at Panera are not healthy at all. Like those salads are delicious for a reason. There's a ton of cheese and dressing. <laughs> so all much, over the- and their sandwiches are there's so much cheese. The bread's incredible. But also like the bread bowl soups. Like they're they would be like the huge loaf of bread and they would hollow it out and put the soup, soup in it. It's delicious. But it would be like it's like 2,000 calories. More, no, at, at least 3,000, maybe 4,000 with the soup in it and just cheese all over it. And you eat all the bread. Like, that's enough for like two days worth of food and at the, least. And then they're next to each other. You're like, well, I'll pick the, which one's healthier. It's like, honestly, McDonald's is probably better for you. <laughs> <laughs> depending probably, on what you order. They probably had some better options for sure if you if you order the right thing for sure. You, you could get that at Panera, but like you're yeah. definitely getting the bread bowl at Panera Bread. I can't home. remember last time I went to Panera, but I remember it being like fancy. Like we thought it was fancy food. Well, the thing with so <laughs> Now I look at it, it's just fast food. That's when but you when know you like, grew up in poverty, middle class. You think Panera is fancy I food. I thought it was like the fanciest food you could get. Like, Panera welcome bread. to a five-star restaurant. <laughs> Legit. I was oh like, my gosh, look at like, this place. Wow, like they have curse they of, bake they cur- the bread? Curse of writing on the walls? Whoa. <laughs> they bake it all here. Look at this. It's incredible. 
<laughs> Tell me you grew up on fast food in Costco without telling me. <laughs> Panera Bread is a world-class restaurant. Now, the thing, but the thing with it is today, so many of these chains, they've just become so corporatized. They all look exactly the same. But I went to a Panera maybe three years ago, the, the last time I went. It looks the same as like every other corporate restaurant pretty much. They all kind of have the it's same. boring. Same wallpaper, yeah. same like abstract photos of like bowls of fruit. <laughs> or, like or like an sa- old car. Yeah, like a sailboat. It's like the same booths, the same vinyl chairs. Man, I, I can't wait to eat my salad next to this sailboat. You could literally go in there. Like if I didn't have I didn't have my glasses on, I would just walk in. I wouldn't know where I am, but it'd be the same experience. We should. Do you think we should take our parents out to a fancy dinner? Well, I feel like we should. We, we got a lot going on. I That's mean, true, I don't, yeah. we, they know we're going to be busy. Well, Friday we could do something. Yeah, we'll yeah, see. We, we still got to prep for the show, I think, yeah. definitely. But yeah, we can take them out to dinner absolutely Friday night. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I know I know spots that I want to take mom for sure in an Italian restaurant in our neighborhood that's really delicious that I've been trying to get you to go to. So maybe we can get all of us together to go oh, yeah. have dad pay for dinner there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot my wallet, dad. Oh, dad. You beat me to it. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. It's true, though. <laughs> He's staying in Pasadena, so there's just places to go there, too. But I don't want to stay out too late, and I don't want to like have wine or anything Friday night because... I want to stay sharp. You gotta be sharp. Yeah, want to stay be yeah, sharp yeah, yeah. Saturday morning because we gotta get to the venue by like ten to prep and make sure the stage is looking right and how we want it and the lighting and do some sound tests and light tests. Gotta before. make an espresso. They have an espresso in the green room. I'm oh, definitely nice. making a couple of those. I'm definitely gonna have one of those uh, cervezas they got back there. Yeah, they have Modelo's back there as well as a couple of canned uh, drinks. Like canned Moscow in, Mule, in good water. canned margarita. I might have to have the margarita before yeah. I go on stage. Yeah, yeah. So we sh- I might, I might need a little alcohol before we go on, just a little bit to a take the warm, ed- to take the edge off. Warmness. Yeah, because to just warm. get rid of the butterflies, you know, just because your your heart rate's gonna, my heart rate's gonna be jacked when I step out, and then but just to keep keep it calm. A See, little, a little my heart rate's buzz. gonna be jacked not because of like going in front of the crowd, but hoping that they like the opening that <laughs> I put together. For I feel the good about the, the opening. I feel really. I think that everyone's gonna love it and that you did a fantastic job. Yeah, hopefully because it, it was so funny when I watched the test of it at the sound check last yeah. week. But I hope that it lands because it has to. It has to land. I think it's gonna be good. I think it's gonna go so really just, well. That's the only thing I'm nervous about. Is like I hope yeah. people think it's funny because if it it's a good way to open the show if it kills. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll bring uh, one of the drinks on stage with me. Uh, yeah, why not? Yeah, why not? I'll bring a drink and a water. Yeah, yeah, I mean, be it's, fun. It's gonna be a bar. There's a bar there, so yeah. people, I'm sure, plenty of people in the crowd will have drinks. Yeah, what's cool about it is there, there's no oak. They're not. They don't have like liqueur liquors. Like they can't just they can't like put a drink together. They can't like make you an old fashioned. But they have all canned stuff and, and the, wine. Yeah, and wine. So it's like bottled like the little bottles of wine. 
they have the can all sorts of beers, but good beers. But then also like like I said earlier, different cans of different drinks, which I like. It's pretty common nowadays to see that there's a couple of bars near us that they are the fridge kind of bars where you just walk in and they have a bunch of fridges and you can pick out the kind of beer you want. Most of the times they're all cans, and I like those because you can you know they're fresh. Sometimes with some bars, you know they could be lagging behind with the CO two. It's not quite up to par with some You don't some always beers. know if a tap is very clean, exactly. too, though. Yeah, the, that, the piping, too. So with the, can, the you, with the can, you always know that it's going to be probably the best quality you can get for that price. Yeah, the can, it's always safe. Yeah. And, you know, it lasts so, so long in a fridge, in a, in a can, for like two years. But sometimes, you know, some taps at bars, yeah. you can tell that maybe there's some kind of debris in there or it's not it hasn't been clean in a while it can affect the taste it hasn't of the been beer. flushed through yet yeah, yeah you get it because it's a lot of piping and it's it's a, a quite a journey for from the tap room into the actual coming out of the tap Plus, you know there's some lazy bartenders out oh, there yeah. they'll put the tap that was just oh, on yeah. the ipa they'll put it on like the brown ale yeah and then it will taste weird until like a couple beers poured into it or it and then there are the bartenders that half-ass their side work and they aren't really even cleaning that much like, not properly cleaning. They'll wipe something down, but they're not going to sanitize something. You know what I mean? Yeah, so the can is it's yeah. always safe. Mm-hmm. But I, I think that's just a, a great idea, especially for this kind of venue, because like we've been saying, it's a movie theater that's been turned into a theatrical performance stage. They have all kinds of shows there. I, I was looking at the schedule. Michael Giacchino was there the other day. Performing. Doing what? He did like a solo performance of discussing anecdotes and stories from his career. Very cool. It's crazy. Colin Hanks is the show after us the next day. He's performing an improv show the day after Colin us. Hanks? Yeah, wow. Colin Hanks. And there's a bunch of cool comedians there performing. There's um our, the weekend that we're performing, this upcoming weekend, they have like a bunch of pretty big headliners doing shows like Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Yeah, so that, that place is always booked. It's a cool venue. It really is. It's really it's intimate. It's small. It's, it's tight and compact, but I like that. It's not like a yeah. huge theater, 200 seats, but the seats are... They're they're old. They're like from like the '60s and '70s, so like they're smaller, and it's just like a tight setting. But I think it adds so much authenticity. (laughs) 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 You had to throw it in. So it's it's just you can't help it, man. Can't help it, man. You you have to say it at least once. To to a part of your nature now. I mean, it adds so much. The authentic to what? I don't know. (laughs) What's it even authentic to? It's authentic to a, a. a performance. <laughs> See, it's not even making sense anymore. It's just like a, I'm like a soundboard at this point. Remember those old soundboards? That's like me now. Authenticity, authenticity. It's not the Tuma. The Schwarzenegger soundboard remember, was great. Remember, we there was a soundboards when the internet was ridiculous. It was like the Wild West, and you didn't know what was gonna be on a site that you clicked on. But there was a soundboard website, yeah, like Arnold Schwarzenegger, and we were like prank call mom while she was at work, with, like, or like our friends, with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, and we would prank. Like, yeah, she'd be like, "I'm at work. What the hell are you guys doing?" We, we would prank call our friends' parents too. It was always like parents of of people that we knew or, or our own parents. It was great. I think sometimes we would dial random numbers too. Yeah, prank prank phone calls was a thing that because everyone answered their phone. Yeah, before you always answer caller ID. It's before smartphones. It's before there was a screen. You just just, when your phone rang, you you answered answered it. it. (laughs) You did not answer your phone. Everybody answered their phone unless you were like dying. (laughs) Like it was before telemarketers were calling you every day. You know, they were still calling. Yeah, but not not like now. Like it is not like it is now. But it was different because when a telemarketer called, like, you would become enraged. Like, how dare you call my house? <laughs> How'd you get this number? <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, you always answered always answered the phone no matter what. What did we just watch where they had the old phone? Um, Set in 2003. 2003. We, we just watched. What did we just watch? We just watched it. Oh, we just watched The Last of Us. Oh, yeah, The Last of Us show. And they had 
And Joel had that old Nokia with the leather case because yeah. our dad had that exact same setup, that like, same leather like, case. It's like the Italian grandmother couch co- <laughs> a covering of plastic <laughs> on a phone. <laughs> yeah, so it had the plastic screen and then it had leather siding and backing. I was When I was at mom's house for Christmas, I was going through old photos with her. We were just like, you know, I love to do that when I'm home. And we, I yeah, I was pulled next up old photos. Oh, of, oh, I did it on Thanksgiving is when I did it. Yeah, found old photos of grandma and grandpa's house. Her parents, the Italian side of the family, and their couch was just covered in plastic. It's just so. Funny. I remember, yeah, I remember the that fabric couch. had never yeah. been touched by a human being before. <laughs> it's just underneath plastic. It's just an Italian thing. I'm sure other cultures do it too, but a lot of Italian yeah mothers and grandmothers they just cover their furniture in plastic. Remember, it was in everything. Everybody loves Raymond. Yeah, yeah. The, then, the mom did that too. And there's yeah. an episode where they took it off, and they're like, they're, the whole episode was about like taking. Take off the plastic. Yeah, they're sick of it. Let it breathe. And then, and then she's like, "Fine, take it off." So she ripped it off. And then they were like, so afraid of doing anything on the couch. But the boys sat out there like, "Oh my god, this is nice." (laughs) But then when they like pick up a mug or a plate, they would just be like so ginger with it and be like terrified (laughs) of spilling something. But yeah, grandmother's grandma's couches were always like that. They were always covered. Absolutely not anymore. But I think it was just like kind of a preservation sort of. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Italians. Are known for like store stored goods and preserving furniture. <laughs> like their their basements are stocked yeah. with like Windex and dried pasta and just cleaning supplies for years. And like like they'd survive the apocalypse by by cleaning things. Like, they, like there's so much so much product down there. And in lots of like nice fine china. Yeah, but yeah. you never take it out. Never take it never, out. Ever never ever take out never. The, the nice dishes. Yeah, you never, never. It's just there for display. I remember she had they had that bureau. With cabinet. the cabinets, with the glass cabinets next to the dinner table in the dining room, just filled with really nice glasses, plates, silverware, and it was all just there. And I remember being a kid, always being like, "Why don't we ever eat off those?" <laughs> well, they grew up in such impoverished times, and that was a lot of families. Their wealth was like their silverware or oh, their yeah, plateware. Yeah. Like that was the most expensive things they owned, and so like they would always have them on display because this is like this it, is it what was, we were yeah. worth. You know yeah. what I mean? So. They grew up so poor post-Great Depression, Great Depression, and plates and stuff like that. That was just, like, really valuable back then, especially that's, nice ones. Yeah, that's a, great, that's a great point. She gave them to mom, and when I was home with her, I was, like, drinking coffee out of one of those mugs. I'm like, I don't feel like I should be doing this right She's, now. like, throwing it in the dishwasher and stuff. And No, like, yeah, no, she hand-cleaned them because she uh-huh. had them out for Christmas for oh, when she okay. was hosting. Gotcha. So she pulled out the old china. Uh-huh. But, I mean, I like it. It's like, we might as well use it. Yeah. It's, it's beautiful dishware and, like, yeah. and stuff. I'd say use it. But on special occasions. But I felt weird. I'm like, I always remember seeing this mug in that <laughs> glass cabinet. I'm like, am I allowed to do this? <laughs> Most likely not. <laughs> she's going to be watching a live show. Grandma? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, she's going to watch it. She with got her, a ticket? Yeah, with one of her daughters. So Ka- our, our Aunt Kathy's going to watch it with her. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. That's so cool. So Kathy's driving down, probably helping mm-hmm. take care of exactly, her. Exactly, yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. Kathy helped uh, fund the show. I mean, the movie yeah, as well. Yeah, she she was a donor. Yeah, she's a great aunt. She's yeah. she's the best. She's awesome. We have so many great family. We members. have a lot of we have a lot of aunts and uncles. We have a ton. Quite a few. I think there's um, f- four, four on each, each side. side. <laughs> Jake's four. Well, four couples basically. Our yeah. our parents both have four siblings each. Yes. So, but then obviously partners. So we have what ten to twelve. And they both have two. They both have two brothers and two sisters as well pretty weird weird huh it is kind of weird and they both have a brother named jimmy yeah but jimmy's a really so do i james is (laughs) i have a belly button (laughs) most common name in america yeah it is for now people for now named james in america for now soon apple will be the number one name apple (laughs) 
<laughs> I doubt that. Names are pretty interesting now because I go on babynames.com for looking for like character names and just like go through all the lists and there's a lot of there's a lot of really cool names out there nowadays like very interesting from all sorts of cultures and also like names that aren't even from a culture but are just like kind of made up but they sound cool but people are be- you begin to use them nowadays. Lots of people name their kids after characters too. Yeah. After when the Twilight series was at its peak, Bella and Jacob were the two most common names being named for babies and for like four or five years straight. Yeah, it's not the most common name, but it's the most used for a baby name. But that happens kind yeah. of culturally with whatever's popular. And also, it changes a lot. But also, name, Jackson was big for a while too. Yeah, yeah, Jackson was very big. Also, names come down the social hierarchy. So elites and celebrities, they'll name their kids interesting names. So then they'll trickle down to the lower tiers of of the social structure. And then you'll get to, you know, the average everyday people naming their kids the same things that a celebrity named their kid. Table. Yeah. <laughs> There's probably a kid named Table this somewhere. This is Table. <laughs> probably a great guy. You really, you can really lean on him. <laughs> hey, that was good. <laughs> There's the comedian, James. <laughs> that was a dumb joke. <laughs> I thought that was good. Thanks, man. I appreciate hey, it. Hey, hey. It was a dad don't joke. Don't be so hard on yourself. It was a good dad joke, though. <laughs> It was good. It's a good dad joke. Remember when we used to knock on wood all the time? We used to knock on wood several times a day. Yeah, but I think that I don't. It doesn't. We don't do it very often anymore because we don't put ourselves in situations where we could uh, infuse a jinx into our lives or introduce. Well, a, no, a jinx. Just, I think when a you're a jinx. when you're a kid, you're more superstitious. I've never, I've never decided wanted to knock on wood for years. Yeah, I'm not very superstitious. I'm a little stitious. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Scott. <laughs> Stop with the obscure office references. Not <laughs> even not, I got that. That's not obscure. Not even I got that. That is, come on, that's pretty well known. <laughs> I didn't know that one. Josh Allen did that like during an interview a couple oh, yeah. weeks ago. Yeah, <laughs> he was great. being interviewed after like Monday Night Football. They're like, uh, he's like, yeah, but I'm not really superstitious. I'm just a little stitious. <laughs> and like Twitter is like, Josh Allen watches The Office. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. It was crazy. Did you see the kicker? Um, Dallas's kicker. Three field goals. No, extra he points? missed. He missed four extra points. Four PATs. Yeah, four extra points. That's why Bill Belichick got that thing moved back. <laughs> yeah, because he knew there were so many kickers who could miss that. Well, the thing with football and the extra point forever, it was just a given. It was a 99.9% one extra Yeah, it was point. like 15-yard kick. It was kind nothing. of ridiculous. Yeah. It, I liked how they moved it back, and Belichick was one of those coaches and people in the NFL that really petitioned to get it moved back. Yeah, because he had more. great kickers. <laughs> He's yeah, like, but, I got Adam Vinatieri. Let's yeah, move it back. Yeah, but I mean, still, it makes it more of an actual athletic – well, not athletic play, but a, a, a play where there's – It's not so much of a given. It's not, it's just, not a guarantee. Yeah, yeah. It's a competitive play now yeah. versus I just agree. being a given. I think it's better this way too. Absolutely. Because, I mean, what's the, that's the point of having a good kicker is to make things like that, and it's a no-brainer. Like There sh- really is no point in having an extra point, though. It's kind of silly to do the extra point still. I mean, I don't think there's not a what's point. The, I mean, what's the utility of it? I mean, it's part of the game. Why not just make a touchdown seven points? No, you can't do that. Why then, not? Then you have to eliminate the two-point two conversion. You can still... You you could make, what if you could what if a touchdown was seven points but you get the option to make it a two point conversion like what's the what is the actual point of having the PAT anymore anymore yeah, like like it doesn't I feel like well it I think that they still want to make sure that kicking is a major element of the sport but you can still do field goals yeah I would just say like it does it's not totally necessary to the sport it's part of the sport though I I know it is you but know? I'm just I just don't think that a, a, the PAT is totally vital to the sport working. It's, I think it really is, though, because it comes down to 
it, it can come down to that PAT. <laughs> what? I know. That's what I mean. I'm saying like we don't even – it doesn't even need to be a thing. So it's an exposure of your yeah. team if it's not completely a perfect team or you don't have a completely sound balanced team. To prevent team. so many ties maybe? Or? Well, yeah, to prevent ties. Yeah. But also like it shows that your team is deserves to be the best Special because you, all around you are the best team and you don't make mistakes. And Whereas if you have a, you know, a kicker who fumbles under pressure, pun intended with the fumble there <laughs> – then it proves that you you've been exposed and you're not the best team in the league. I suppose so, yeah. I suppose so. I just see I just look at it like is it really needed the PAT? Why not just make the touchdown 7 points? Now it's I think it's more exciting now because it's not Yeah, good. yeah, it is exciting. Yeah, it's ner- it's nerve-wracking, I'm sure. I wonder why it's been always it's always been a part of the sport. I wonder That's what I'm saying, like why is it even part of the sport? Let I me mean, see. I get field goals under I understand the field goal. You can't make the make it to the end zone, but you can still kick it through the to the hoops to get the three points. But like, why is the PAT necessary to football? And we're, for anyone who's not football jargon familiar, this is like extra point kick. After you score a touchdown, you have the opportunity to either kick a field goal um, from right off the end zone for one point, or you can try and score a touchdown, which will give you two points in that situation after you've already scored a touchdown. I wonder. Hmm. Let's see. So PAT means point after touchdown. I don't see it as being necessary to football, honestly. Let's see. The extra point is among the oldest parts of the game of gridiron football and dates to its soccer roots. In its earliest days, the scoring a touchdown was not the primary objective. Scoring a field goal was worth five points. Scoring a touchdown was worth one point. And the extra point would be worth four by the start of the 20th century. Touchdowns had become more important. By this time, the point value for the PAT kick had reduced to its current value. One point, the touchdown was now worth five in 1912, the touchdown was increased to six. So it's interesting because it seems like it was more crucial than a touchdown. So yeah. that's probably why it still exists. It's probably harder than a touchdown. And now that I think that it, because it's so important to the formation of the game that they got to keep it and they just it's part of the game now. Yeah, I disagree. I just don't think it's needed anymore. I don't think it's required. I still think it's cool. Yeah. But oh, yeah, it's, it's cool, yeah. It, it but, I mean, you exposes get, you get, you, weaknesses. You use, yeah, but you still use special teams on field goals and kickoffs and punts. But this, the sport's so competitive. There are so many really good teams that you need to expose the the teams that aren't as good as the best ones. You need, yeah, you I need get to, it. You yeah, need to prove who's it. the best. I get it. I, I get think it. that's part of it. I'm just saying, like, no point. I just don't I don't see it. You can do without. It's, my, it's what I think. Is there any other sport where you think has an element that you think they can do without? That Hmm, that's a good question. I would say... <laughs> to make baseball more interesting, make it eight defenders in the field. Eight. <laughs> well, <laughs> get rid of the shortstop. <laughs> get rid of the shortstop. <laughs> that would make it crazy. Well, I mean, no, no. so right now, well, if you count the catcher, yeah, so they have nine. Well, I would say, I would say in baseball, just let the National League use DHs. That's what I would say. No, I would say we got to the point where we don't need the pitcher to hit anymore. They don't have to get up to bat anymore. I don't think on in the National League. I guess. So in the American League, if nobody knows this, they have DHs. So there will be nine people on the field for defense, but when offense, you have nine batters. But in, in the AL, uh, that division, in that conference, pitchers don't get up to bat. They have designated hitters, so guys who will be on the team and for that game, they're not even going out in the field. They're just hitting. Poppy. And, yeah, and, there's, they're, and they're filling in for the pitcher who's they're taking their hitting spot. But in the NL, the National League Conference, the pitchers still get up to bat. Uh, and so I just think that the pitchers are too much of an automatic out, and it's kind of unnecessary. They're too easy to get out, and obviously they're still incredible hitters compared to the average baseball player. Like and there's still some really good hitters. Yeah, there are hitter, some hitter pitchers. But I would just say having the pitchers hit is too much of an easy out. Yeah, and so it I increases, think ma- 
yeah. increases the risk of injury for pitchers. Exactly. As well. Yeah, because you want. I mean, they're so important to to your team. So just have a DH, and also be more entertaining for the fans to have another strong offensive hitter up to bat. So I would say for baseball, get rid of the. Get rid of the uh, keep, add the designated hitter into the National League Conference. And that's old school baseball, though. Because yeah. I wonder, when was the DH infused? I believe in the 80s. <clears throat> when was DH added to baseball? Let's that's see. a good question. The DH was added in 1997. Okay. So San Francisco Giants yeah. outfielder Glenn Allen Hill became the first National League DH in a regular season game when the Giants met the American League's Texas Rangers at the ballpark. Well, that's because oh, no, no. So that's the first National League DH. I'm sorry, yeah, yeah. So because the AL has had the DH for I think since the 80s at least. 1973. Okay, 70s is the de- designator hitter rule. Okay, and that's still just that was the American League Conference only did it. So half the teams. I think it's I think throw DH on the National League. That's how it would change baseball. Something that they did really well to speed up the games was when you're going to intentionally walk somebody, you're just like, all right, take first base, rather yeah. than having to throw the four pitches outside the it box. It was so, yeah, yeah. The four pitches, is BS. it took forever sometimes. I mean, baseball <clears> takes <throat> forever nowadays. It's 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 become painfully slow to watch. That's why it's really a Unless you're getting sport. drunk at the game. Yeah, if you're at the <laughs> game, sure, it's different, but it's still a really slow game, and, you know, who, I don't have time to watch three hours of baseball, four nights a week, five nights a week. And you know? if, if, you watch, uh, football, if you watch football, it's only 16 games... 17 now. 17, ga- 17 games if your team doesn't make the playoffs. And then in person, hockey and basketball are a lot of fun. Like, terrific fun. Both Hockey's those, electric. Yeah. I think hockey is the best sport to watch in person. It is so fun. I know Casey loves hockey. Really fast pace. We got so we should go see a Kings game. We should see we if should. the Bruins yeah. are coming to town soon or at, so, at some point this cool. year in 2023. That would be so cool to go to a Kings game because it's a really cool stadium. It's a, it's a stable Staples center. center. And I've been I've been to a Kings game there, but I think hockey is incredible to watch in person. Football is fun to watch in person if you're sitting close enough, but it can be you really can't see a ton that's going on on the field if you're far away. They're just like little guys just running around, <laughs> <laughs> so you gotta kind of <laughs> depend on the jumbotron. Especially in the bigger stadiums, like like the Chief Stadium seats what sixty five thousand people. Yeah. So like if you're in the back back rows, you're so far from the players. Football is more of like kind of being there for the environment and the experience. Yeah. Hockey you get a much better view of the ice, I think what's going on for sure. Oh, for, they never have very like what is it like 18,000 to like 25,000 no, tops. bigger stadiums yeah. for sure. Yeah. I like the Celtics and Bruins play at the Garden together. Uh-huh. I think that's like a 30,000 stadium per 30,000 seats probably. Cuz I, I do for the floor seats, do they take away most of the floor seats to build the ice rink? Is my question. So yeah, the floor seats are gone. Yeah. So that okay. Eliminates, TD Garden yeah. seats twenty thousand. Okay. Yeah, I believe. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, twenty thousand is pretty much might be the the average for hockey rinks. I can't. I don't see that. I don't. I can't remember if there are any very big hockey rinks, like in terms of like baseball stadium size or football stadium size. It's really cool what they do at TD Garden. So they extend the court because the hockey rink can easily eat up a basketball court. Yeah. The ice in general. So it definitely eats into the seats. It eats into about five or six rows of the stadium seating. Surrounding it all. Surrounding the basketball court. That's a few thousand seats. Because the hockey ring is so much bigger. But the cool thing about hockey is, like, you're right there on the glass. Yeah, it's cool. You can go up there real close. It's it's the only sport besides basketball where you can get right up to the athletes. And also, I'm not sure... I don't think that like the glass seats are as expensive as like floor seats on a basketball game because those are no they're not those are crazy expensive seats getting floor getting court side on the floor of a basketball game forget about it 
Forget about it. Forget it. It's still about it. more expensive, obviously, oh, for sure. that close to yeah, the yeah, glass, but yeah. it's nothing crazy as, like, the elite structure of... of Sitting the, next to Jack Nicholson at yeah, a Lakers game. Yeah, like, come on. You gotta... <laughs> there's, there's a specific section at Lakers games at the Staples Center. The, the celebrity section? It's, like, so yeah. expensive, but, like, you get access to, like, rear stadium entrances and, like, a special tunnel that you get to walk through. Yeah. And it's just, like, the elite And you get wait staff. It's, it's yeah, insane. Yeah, they get waited on. So you, you get very special treatment. That's like the DiCaprio, Tobey Maguire, Jack Nicholson seating. It's it's wild. It's funny how Jack Nicholson, back in his heyday, like going to Lakers games in the 80s and 90s, he was like always yelling at like the refs and players. Like he would be standing up and just like getting as involved as like a coach would. It's pretty funny. The thing with basketball, it's really the only sport where you can like, you're like on the court with the players. Yeah, that's, <laughs> it is the only one where like you can just stand on it's the actual It's a little intrusive, floor. honestly. Yeah. If I was a basketball player, I wouldn't really love that, especially yeah. because... Someone could accidentally trip you, and you got to kind of watch your step if you're like on the. When baseline. they fall into the stands, yeah. they'll fall into people, and they're big guys. Like they'll they'll be huge guys running full sprint, and then just collapse into like people sitting in chairs right there. Like come, that's that's an accident waiting to happen. I'm sure plenty have. It's a giant human being. Yeah, it's like this guy who's like six seven, weighs two fifty, and just cl- my face jumping is, on my you. My face is at his belly button. <laughs> <laughs> Second belly button reference. <laughs> But we actually played a lot of basketball growing up. We were we were pretty good. We weren't we were never like very like we weren't great, but we we held our own I think pretty well. Yeah. Um we, I just, we just weren't we just we just weren't fast kids. You know what I mean? Too we, many we, of the too much cinnamon toast crunch yeah. to be fast. <laughs> we were we were never fast. I think it was our our biggest weakness. Could throw fast. Could throw fast, yeah, but we weren't we weren't good runners. Dunk a ruse, man. I've always, I was always the slowest, like one of the slowest players on my t- baseball team. I could eat fast. <laughs> What's that from? I just made it up. Oh, oh I think from, you were looking at me like you were waiting for me to get it. No, like, well, you get it because I was, I was chunky. Oh, I get it, man. I was a little chonker. I, I chonker. It. I was chonky. <clears throat> we both were. Yeah, we were chonky. I was always chonkier than you. Yeah, a little bit. So I was a always little a little slower than you. A little bit. So you were slow, but I was just like Tom Brady out there. <laughs> I don't know. I was a catcher. I was the catcher's always the slowest person on your team. Absolutely. Running. It's because their knees are so bad. <laughs> <laughs> There's a mistake to be a catcher. It was a big mistake. <laughs> like whenever a catcher hits it in the infield and like anyone else would outrun you, you're like, ah, oh, they're out. Just, they're, just walk to the Veritech bench. Veritech is not making it a first Just walk base. to the bench. <laughs> <laughs> don't blow out your knees. They're bad enough. Hard enough to get a double. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A catcher getting a double, unless it's a freak athlete, but like a catcher getting a double is very rare. It's insane. It's a triple will never happen. Well, a double that's okay. Okay, triple would never happen. A double's not that rare. If you hit it in a good gap. Yeah, good gap. And if good like, they drop it, Sorry. If, if the fielder drops it at first, then you have a chance. Let's rephrase yeah. that. A, ca- a catcher getting a triple is rare. That's never going to happen. That's yeah. rare as hell. Yeah. <laughs> Shit has to go wrong for them to, <laughs> for them to get a triple. <laughs> Shit has to go really wrong. But it, you, baseball, it, it really is. It comes down to the fundamentals, especially in the most important parts of the games. It comes down to like being able to hit the other player with the ball when you're throwing someone out. Like... I couldn't tell you how many errors we've seen where it's the simplest play of just throwing the ball, getting someone out at third base and, or, or just like trying to throw someone out at second or trying to do a double play. And then it could cause like this spree of the worst thing happening over and over and over again where they throw it over their head, then they throw it over their head, and then you're panicking and then everyone's running to get the ball and then, oh, we got to get them out. And then you're throwing it to home plate from like behind third base in a panic and then... And before you know it, three people scored on you on, like, an easy grounder. And it's, it's baseball something where 
the simplest play to make on defense can turn into a nightmare. And it happens in the major league still. Yeah, it's, always yeah wild. it does still happen. It happens all the time. It's nuts. It's one of those It's all about the simple things. It happens in that every sport's like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you don't execute. In some way, yeah. The little things. The little things. It's important. All right, let's wrap up the weekly chat. That was 39. Sports heavy. Yeah, I like we it. We went yeah. all over the place. Again, Saturday is our first live show. There are tickets still available to come in person in Los Angeles at the Dynasty Typewriter Theater at the Hayworth Theater to see us, to be in attendance of the show, which is at 12 p.m. Pacific time, Saturday, January 21st. Or you can stream the event online anywhere around the world. Tickets for that stream are moments.co slash Raiders of the Lost. Now, I'll put links to both types of tickets in the description of this weekly chat episode. We hope to see you there. If you're streaming online, tickets are only 12 bucks and you have access to the show for seven days. So you don't have to stream it live at 12 p.m. Pacific time. Like if it's 7 a.m. in Australia and you're still asleep or it's 8 p.m. in the UK and you're going out with friends because it's Saturday. Totally understand if you can't watch it, but watch it in your own time. You can watch yeah. it the next day. You can watch it Sunday. You can watch it Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. You have it for a whole week. You'll have access to it. As well as if you're watching it live, we'll be interacting with you in your comments in the chat on stage if you're watching live. As well as after the show, you'll have access to an exclusive backstage party with us, which will also be on moments if you're watching and live streaming the event where only people who got that extra ticket to watch the stream can hang out with us and we'll chat with you for a half hour after the show. It's going to be a great time. Cannot wait. We already have 20 people in the after party. That's going to be lit. Yeah. Let's go. We're so excited. It's going to be our first time ever putting on a live performance as Raiders of Lost podcast. Thanks to everyone who's already bought a ticket. Again, please get your tickets because it's going to be so fun. Oh, also, I want, I want to say congratulations to Calvin for starting his own podcast oh, today. Oh, nice. Calvin he, Cam. He launched the Calvin Cam podcast. Follow him online. He's all over the place. He's a great fan of ours. A lot of you know him. I wish him the best of luck. Congratulations, Cal. Take care, everybody. See you next time. Raiders of the Lost podcast is a Mirror Image production. Sound mixing done by Jacob Kosler. Opening music by Chase Jackson.